0: And welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 133. Hard to believe we're already at 133, but we are very excited. And today we will be doing a little recap on my first month in China. For our listeners out there who are just joining the Untranslatable Podcast, I have been in Jinan for one month now. Today is the official day that marks the one-month mark. Uh, Hard to believe, I don't know where the time has gone, and I'm sure Jared has some interesting questions, some of them that I probably will not be able to answer, but I'm looking forward to the ones that I can answer, and I think we're going to have a good time today talking about some observations, and hopefully, uh, what's the right phrase here, and hopefully being able to appease Jared's curiosity about what's been going on in China, and hopefully yours as well to all of our wonderful listeners out there. So without further ado, my good buddy Jared, what's going on,
1: Jared? I'm here with the hard-hitting questions. People want to know, and I'm here to get, the, get, get what the people want. But get first, that scoop, please. Jared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. Chad hates China. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm going to get deported tomorrow, uh, and then there won't be any more China episodes. <laughs> uh, that's not true, by the way. These are all, That was just a joke, everyone. Please. <laughs> Sometimes I try to make jokes. Most of them don't land. But I enjoy myself. Spread a little love. <laughs> Regardless, please. Follow us on Instagram. You'll probably see some more sad attempts at jokes. But at least you'll see nice pictures as well. Um, or you can uh, follow us on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. There you'll find the episode posted every Monday and Thursday. Uh, we'll be there for you. Guarantee. That's a guarantee that uh, if, we don't, if we don't come through on, uh, we, we owe you $6,000 each. Um <laughs> Also, um, please spread a little love. We hold true to our side of the guarantee, Uh, we only ask that you give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can email us on gmail.com And we're on YouTube. You can watch our videos on translateable Podcast. You can see the Song of the Pod playlist. Come on. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so you have been in China for a month. Time kind of flies by, you know, to me at least, having still been here uh, in the U.S. doing my normal thing. Um, right. But, um, it's also uh, before we get into that. You're going to uh, Mongolia soon. I am. Yeah. To, I'm leaving today. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I knew. I guess I didn't know that. I just uh, I'm just a scatterbrain. What um What do you know about? Well, first of all, why are you going? What's this for? What's in Mongolia? So I'm going to Mongolia. Barbecue? That's, <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> uh, I am going to Mongolia for uh, actually two conferences. So there's one conference called ELTAM, which is ELT, which is English Language Teaching. I would assume English Language Teaching Association of Mongolia would be my guess what the acronym stands for. Okay. I could be wrong. But there I will be giving a talk on using uh, music in the language classroom and give some demonstration activities for teachers to Ooh. hopefully be able to use in their classroom, so that will be fun. What kind of and activities? I, was, I don't
1: mean to like if you can't if you can't tell me because it'll ruin the show. I can I can I can <laughs> give you I can give you
0: some some uh, examples. So one of them is called. Let, let me try to think of all the names here. Uh, one of them. Well, first of all, my favorite activity that I explain is called uh, the English class blues, and so I explain what comprises a twelve-bar blues. Uh, in terms of lyrics, I could have talked about the chords as well, but uh, chances it's are gonna, most of the teachers out there aren't guitarists and pianists, so they won't be able to play yourself the chords. From anyways, from not
1: from not getting into the weeds, because whenever we talk, you can't. And listen, I love it. Just being clear, but right. uh, um, you well, can actually so actively say, "All right, just don't." You don't need to get into the weeds about the chord. Well, so what like I do is I play. I play, them I play on that two guitar. examples.
0: Right. Uh, so I actually play two examples. So I, I get I keep myself out of the weeds by having a few examples ready to play. Um. So so what I do is I explain how to write like a very simple one verse twelve bar blues. Right. So you need uh, you need basically you have your A statement and then you repeat that statement and then you have a B statement that rhymes with the end word of the A statement. So mm-hmm. um. So let me – I'll try to think of one on the fly because um, it's not that difficult. You just got to think of a, an end word that's very rhymeable. Um, so, Jared, give me an end word that's rhymeable, something in English that it's easy to rhyme. Uh,
1: um, pen. Pen.
0: Okay. okay. Um, all right. I packed for Mongolia, and I got my favorite pen. Mm-hmm. I packed for Mongolia – and I got my p- favorite pen. Um, I think it will be a great time. And I hope I can go again. Oh, Ooh. wow. That was an almost just an like esque
1: rhyme. Yeah. Right?
0: So, so, yeah. So, and that's the format of it. And so I play two examples. I play uh, Texas Flood by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Although the guitar player in me dies a little bit because I have to go one
1: minute into the song. And that whole first minute is just epic guitar solo. Um, yeah so that makes me a little sad i just imagine you going on like a six minute solo in the class (laughs) right
0: to be like wait wait just (laughs) listen to this listen to this right but then i also play kind of here for you right and then i also play um sweet home chicago by robert johnson who he was like one of the premier blues guys back in the day he's kind of as a guitar player he's kind of the king of uh, acoustic blues, and there's also a sweet special on Netflix right now that talks about him. I believe it's called Devil at the Crossroads or something like that. Um, so, check that out. But yeah, so that's one activity. Another activity I do is um, it's called oh, I'm trying to remember because I have you know, I have the PowerPoint slide, so I have all this memorized. Maybe I should have it memorized. Um, so thanks for the extra presentation prep, Jared. Um, <laughs> Just trying to keep you the, sharp. But the other activity that I that I talk about is um, is like a song dictation. Right. So basically, I, I play I play you know a couple lines of a song, and then when I pause it, the students are supposed to write down as much as they remember, ideally word for word, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll play it again. They write down what they hear, and the goal is you do that throughout the entire song. So right. You should try to pick a song that's a bit slower paced. If you have really advanced students, you can do something faster paced. But for intermediate level or lower, I would choose a more slower paced song. And that's a really great listening activity. The other activity, the the 12-bar blues, that's more of a writing. Um, or you could even make it a speaking activity if you had the students um, say their lines to each other and and create them that way. But yeah, so those are just two... Uh, activity i think i cover about five or six different activities and i also talk about why you should use listening in the language classroom and you're gonna
1: like actively do demonstrations
0: exactly and these are adults
1: these are all uh either teachers or professors okay in
0: mongolia Mm -hmm. yeah
1: what do you know about mongolia i'm gonna be honest with you i know nothing about mongolia i made a joke earlier about their barbecue because they're right. actually, have I guess now, BBQ. there used to be a place called Mongolian Barbecue in, um, in Michigan. I'm sure it's in other places, too. And I, you know, listen, I don't know much about Mongo- Mongolian bar- uh, Mongolia, but I'm going to assume mm-hmm. Mongolian Barbecue's food had little to do with uh, what was actually happening in Mongolia. You are correct. <laughs> that is true.
0: <laughs> um like in Mongolian barbecue, so for our, our listeners who aren't in the States or even are in the States and have never been there, it's like a buffet style place where you get a bowl, you pack it up with all sorts of different ingredients, you take wrong it to this big round, yes, raw ingredients, take it to this big grill and the the grill masters grill it up. They have these <laughs> cool, master. like long, looks like swords kind of, and <laughs> they grill it up. It right up. Now. Um, and it's and it's awesome and uh but yeah but that (laughs) but i love i actually went to mongolian barbecue when i was back in the states with my parents because that's one of our favorite places because you can get such a like random assortment of stuff they have all these different sauces and, and seasonings and tasty food but anyways mongolian food is nothing like that okay so a lot of mongolian food is primarily meat but it's not going to be seafood like they have at mongolian barbecue um and I think a lot of the meat they have is um, lamb, like mutton, maybe, maybe beef. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much poultry they have. And a very famous drink from what I've heard is it's I think it's called like kulmis or something like that. And it is fermented horse milk. Um,
1: wow. Is it the alcoholic? Sound,
0: the, no, I don't I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I very well could be wrong.
1: Horse milk. Yep. Hmm. Yep.
0: Because the Mongols have been a, at least the Mongols are, I believe, I forget the name of the tribe now, but they are one of the few remaining nomadic tribes out there. Um, But the
1: cool thing is, yeah. I was going to say is I can give you some uh, information on the cuisine. Okay. It's predominantly made up of dairy, meat, and animal fats. And the most common world dish is uh, mutton cooked mutton uh in the city steamed dumplings filled with meat booze are popular the extreme continental climate of mongolia has influenced traditional diet use of vegetables and spices are limited due to geographic proximity and deep historic ties with china and russia mongolian cuisine is also influenced by chinese and russian food there you go common foods include booze that i mentioned Mm -hmm. corduco and Ooh, kind of gross looking <laughs> Did not like there, that.
0: there we go. But the cool thing is, so yeah, I'll be in Mongolia for a week. Uh, I will be in Ulaanbaatar, which is the capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the capital is really cool because you kind of get a little glimpse of all sorts of different parts of Mongolia. So you'll see, you know, you'll see some people who are parts of nomadic tribes coming into the city you'll see uh businessmen you'll see it's from what i've heard it's it's a really multicultural city there's a lot of cool stuff going on um and i'm really
1: excited really really excited uh should be how fun. does how does the nomadic life see i know i'm asking questions that you probably don't know the answer to but how does the nomadic lifestyle work like mongolia is only you follow so herds of mongolia's
0: decent <clears throat> size i is think mongolia is about Listen. the size of alaska
1: okay so you could like and alaska's pretty big you could nomad through mongolia for your whole life sure do they leave yeah. mongolia
0: well i know they, nothing I about know. mongolia <laughs> <laughs> i don't know well jared we'll have to do a mongolia 101 once i get back because right. i'm sure i'll learn a lot while can i'm here. can i give um, you just before yeah. you
1: go just some mm-hmm. fun facts about uh mongolia that i found because absolutely I, I was doing some research i'd love to hear to figure this place out yeah. the in- the Endangered, to also, are you going to take pictures? Please take pictures. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have my right. phone and I have two uh, battery packs with me. <clears throat> Perfect. Uh, what kind of plug do they use? Same as China? So that's the weird thing. Is our hotel,
0: I guess our hotel has two plug outlets. So the Chinese outlets have like a, like a slit. I think they call them H outlets. It's like a slit and then two slanted and they're all straight. Right. In the US, we usually have two straight and then like a circly one in Europe. Yeah. They have two circles. So in Mongolia, normally they have the two circled ones. But our are uh, my, like my boss who's in, in. Yes, like Europe. But my boss sent us pictures and apparently they have the ones that are like Chinese ones and ones that are like European ones, which is good because I obviously didn't bring any European plug adapters with me. So when I did my research and I saw that, I was like, shit. What what am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to charge my phone or plug in my laptop. Um, but thankfully, it should be okay. So you're give me some fun there for facts a week, share. right? Yep. Yeah. And how many times are you giving your speech? Uh, well, so I'm doing two different versions of it. I'm giving one speech where I'm focusing on um on the four skills: so uh, speaking, listening, reading, writing. The other one, I'm doing one and I'm focusing more on speaking. Well, not really focusing more. I'm only focusing on speaking and listening.
1: Okay. All right. The endangered two humped Bactrian camel is native to Mongolia. The two humped camel. Backstreet Camels, indigenous to in Mongolia, the annual Thousand Camel Festival is run by local, non-governmental organizations working to protect and preserve the camel population, which has been steadily declining over the past 12 years. And uh, so try to check out that festival, what's going on while you're there. Mongolians are always ready for guests. In a country of vast distances, communication can be difficult, but it's important to maintain a sense of community. People living in, Mon- in the Mongolian countryside will always have a bowl of warm salty milk tea ready for visitors i think that's there we go i think that's a welcoming treat for them for people right warm salty milk tea i'd be like oh you do you hate me you never Uh, know it might be good it probably is it probably is and i'm sure uh that's very true but my my american ears hearing warm salty salty milk tea yeah tea i don't understand that in connection in my head i'm gonna be honest with you ice cream is a favorite winter treat in winter you'll find street vendors selling ice cream on the street from paper boxes. There's no need for a freezer at -30 degrees Celsius. Yep. It What's gets the temperature super cold like there. there now, excuse me? Right now. So that's the that was the
0: difficult thing with packing. Because the first couple days there during the day it'll be in the 70s, but at night it gets down to the 40s. So right. I have Is it cuz you're so an, el- like your elevation so high? yeah you're pretty far north okay uh you're pretty far north and so uh the funny thing is is that uh i didn't bring a winter coat because i figured i could find one here for a decent price um which i'm still going to be looking for did in, you know in you'd be going to two.
1: mongolia when you thought about when you had this plan i wasn't sure yet um, and i didn't think
0: about how cold it would be but i do have two super <laughs> thick flannels dude
1: i have a winter hat what on Friday, um, I don't know how mm-hmm. the time difference works reading this, so I guess that's your today for you. Uh-huh. Um, the high is 71, the low is 31. Yep. That's yep. a big gap. Ooh. Huge gap. Huge Ooh, gap. Oh, dude. Ooh, on t- on <laughs> you are screwed. <laughs> on Tuesday, it's 55 is the high and 25 is the low. Wednesday, 18 is the low and 41 is the high. And yeah. it's raining, so, so it's snowing. Yeah, it, it will be snowing.
0: So I have two thick flannels. I have a, a really warm fleece hoodie. <laughs> You're
1: going to wear I all have of those every day. <laughs>
0: probably. And then I have a winter hat and gloves five, coming with two. me. But see, here's the thing, Jared. So in China, a lot of goods, you can get a fairly fairly good price for the most part, especially if they're made locally. Mm-hmm. However, I've heard it's even cheaper in Mongolia. So I might try to find a winter jacket while I'm in Mongolia. But the crazy thing about Mongolia is their currency. Uh, it's the Mongolian Turek. And so just to give you, um, just I have a really handy dandy conversion app right here. And, and Jared, what do you think a hundred dollars is in Mongolian Turks? 100. US dollars. What, how much Mongolian Turk do you think that is?
1: Well, with the way you're talking, it's a lot. Thinking on to my Tanzanian shillings days, I'm going to say um, 10,000. Uh,
0: 266,470 and13 cents. Wow. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. what that's like so, a conversion ratio of like 2,600 something. Yep, yep. So, Jeez. I'm going to I'm
0: bringing that's because I math. have <laughs> right because I have uh, Chinese cash, uh, Chinese Whoa. yuan or RB in cash. I'm going to be bringing 1,000 Chinese RB that I'm planning on transferring at the airport, and that will give me 373,648 uh 641 uh tugrick and 82 cents
1: now i don't mean to sound uh naive or like a dumb american but um sorry i said whoa a second ago because i'm looking at street views of a um, Mon- mm-hmm. of ulan Bataar, and it's just cool looking around um yeah
0: uh oh yeah we'll have a lot to talk about when i come back that's for sure Yeah, Um, But I want to do one thing, Jared, before we go into the shout outs, because I thought this might be fun. So I have some questions that I have gotten from my students, and I wanted to talk about them with you. Um, And uh, yeah, so so every Wednesday, I do this thing here uh, in Jinan called an English Corner, which is basically an hour long conversation hour. And to wrap up our conversation hour, I always give the students an opportunity to write me questions anonymously this is week three i still have let them do this um and there have been some interesting questions and some of these i also want i wanted your advice jared because some of these i told the students these are not quick answer questions um let me answer these when we meet next time so me
1: consult my consigliere
0: (laughs) right uh exactly so jared uh i have two questions for you number one can you recommend some pop songs Are there any tunes that you think, as an American, either pop, rock, whatever, um, that would be good for me to recommend to my students?
1: Um, Like current stuff, I assume? Probably, yeah. Maybe like uh, Justin Bieber. Oh, no, no. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. That Ed Sheeran song. I'm in love with the, The Shape of Your Body. Listen, dude, I know nothing about pop music. Or maybe some Justin Bieber stuff. Like or is that okay. too popular? Almost. Maybe they, like I I don't know. They might know that stuff. I'll have Beyonce, to ask. I'm that curious. would be interesting. They'd probably go crazy. Beyonce to see would that be good. Like that. Yeah. Um, All the single ladies. Yes, that's a good one. Uh huh. That is that's a good, a good one. one. Uh, or you could even do something like Rihanna, just so you can get some you know enjoyment out of it too. Just to, right. Uh, if anything, I like Beyonce
0: you... as well. But yeah.
1: Okay. Good. <clears throat> I'll move on. I have quite a
0: few of these, so we'll kind of okay. we'll try to well, do you these. You said quick. two
1: a second ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I have I have a I have a stack, right? Right. Here. Okay. Um, all right. Um, so now I'm just curious Jared, to get your view on this. And this is a very vague question. But just give me kind of a quick answer. I want to learn more about uh, American education. What can you tell us about American education? And Like I said, this one's kind of general and vague. I don't necessarily know what they want to know about American education. But what would be your quick kind of snippet of American
1: education? Um, it's all very negative everything that's coming to my head is very negative right now <laughs> okay, that's all right uh, I would what, say, what are some of the negative things that come to your, come into your head I mean I think it's uh, not appreciated here okay. I think that um, it's very much seen as a means to an end more than mm-hmm. a, like a, a opportunity for education
0: I like agree it's, with that. It's,
1: it's like high school is all about making sure you get into the right college, college mm-hmm. is all about making sure you get the right job, which unfortunately doesn't always align with just getting the best grades. you know what I mean? Right. And right. so um, I, I think it's just and I think it's undervalued and teachers are undervalued too. Um, but I also think um, what would be a good thing um, I don't know. We have a lot of opportunities of like different things to learn at school, but they probably do too. I don't know. Right. I, don't I know. will tell you this though,
0: Jared. After only being in China, and I've only taught for
1: no, I've taught for four sports. weeks. Sports. Tell them how important oh, sports, the sports are. Sports.
0: That's true. That's I think a that's big one. Probably right. very
1: different than a lot of other places.
0: And I would say the extracurriculars in general that we have in the states is not common. It wasn't common tell in them the about Czech some Republic. some of the sports that we
1: have. That. Like at my school, we had rowing. Um, right. We had, uh, you know, the, all the sorts other, of stuff. We had a hockey team, field. track and field, right. yeah, cross, uh, yeah, yeah, football, baseball, yeah. That's, a great I, that's a great, idea. that's a great idea. That's, yeah, golf. I could we even a do a golf team.
0: I could probably do an entire English corner just on American sports and also talk about school spirit because I think that's a very American yes. thing as well. Talk about um, something
1: good. like a uh, spirit week, for example, where you can, like dress yep. up as different yep. things. That's a lot of fun. Right, sorry. Yeah. That's a good one. I think we got that stuff was that really one.
0: good, though. That was a great answer, though, Jared. Thank you. We, we had was, to work on that one a little bit, but that, that, we, we that did. was a good one. We did. Um, okay. Uh, if, if, oh, this was an interesting one. Uh, And I think you could probably guess my answer, Jared, but I wanted to hear your answer for this one. If you can choose a time to go back throughout
1: American history, (laughs) what time period would you go back? See, as a black person, I always love this question. Because it's like well, first of all, anything before like if we're all it's only getting better for uh, black people to live in this right. in this world. Right. So like what well, I'm gonna go back to the nineteen sixties and have to have use a different bathroom or something. <laughs> like, right. I'll, I'll right. pass. Um, that reminds me of that Chappelle show skit where
0: where uh, they go back in time and they
1: shoot one of the slave owners. It's
0: hilarious.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I never really got into Chappelle's show as much as I should have. Anyway, um what time would you personally go back to? Because that would be my mm-hmm. answer. I would say 60s and 70s because okay. of the music. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. Yeah.
0: That's, what I figured. 60s and se- that's why I figured when you were laughing, I was like, yeah, he knows yeah. for sure. No, I was laughing because right, this- I always
1: laugh when people ask me that because it's like, right. I'm black. It's like, it's right. all bad before yesterday. Like, it's always it's only getting better and I'm true. not even convinced about that, that true. to be honest with you. <laughs> right. This
0: is a really good one as well. Um, why is Donald Trump... Uh, so silly, but the Americans still picked him. What are your two cents, Jared? First
1: of all, silly is such an interesting word to use for... Right. Uh, for
0: <laughs> this was written by a
1: freshman silly. student, so so I'm sure they're... He's but he, silly, all right. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I would say um, uh, our silly president was... Um, Elected by the by you know by Americans, and so I think it's uh maybe he's so silly because it's a represented representation of uh his voter base, which uh also happens to be you know half of the country, silly, yeah, yeah, they well, have well, the, of the other country thing tends I- to be quite silly silly right <laughs> i
0: like that that's a good way to put it you're silly
1: um, <laughs> you know
0: that would piss them off too if you said it like that <laughs> yeah so you calling, know it would word. totally get under their skins right, right. Um, oh so
1: silly those silly but i words. had to
0: explain i had to explain the difference between the popular vote and electoral college which for a lot of them like it's i could tell by the look in their faces that they would no, never most heard. americans that. don't get it right so this one made me laugh when i was reading this and i so I had such a stack of uh, uh, papers of questions yesterday, I couldn't get to all these. So a lot of these I'll be answering when we meet next. So this is why I wanted to consult you. First of all, this was handing in to my student. Look at this artwork, dude. Wow, that's quite the little doodle. Yeah, it was awesome. It's on the back that's of That's a great like, here we
1: profile go. Of, a, of a person's head just drawn right. with a it's, pencil. Yeah,
0: it looks really good. The She's neck super it talented. The very good, too.
1: Even just, yeah, at, wow.
0: All the, yeah, all the detail. I'll hold it up here. Much better looking than my face, that's for sure. Anyways, uh, how do you, this one made me laugh. Uh, How do you usually keep your beard clean? And then they drew a little picture of a bearded dude right there. So I thought that was great. How do you usually keep your beard clean? Uh, Would you have food like soup uh, stuck in it when you have meals?
1: That's a good question. It it made me laugh. It is a good question. It's a very good question. My beard's nowhere close to as uh, full as yours, and I sometimes have that problem too. The key, well, so the key here, Jared, is really the food doesn't get stuck in your
0: beard unless you're eating really quick and you drop food on your face. Mm -hmm. But the key for me, and this happens all the time with my dad because I trim my mustache pretty short on the top so food doesn't get in it. My dad usually leaves his stash a little bit longer than I do, so he always has cheese or (laughs) soup in his stash. Uh you know I tell him to get it off and he gets it off but that's so the you key don't have for to be me worried is worried
1: about the beard it's mostly the mustache it's
0: the stash especially
1: right. like the sides right here gotcha. the sides
0: of the stash can get uh dirty and how do I keep my beard clean just your typical shampoo conditioner um some people go all and both. get like all these fancy beard oils i mean i use like a two in one Shampoo. Okay, so you're not shampooing, yeah. rinsing it out, then putting conditioner in for five no, minutes after no. that. <laughs> but in the <laughs> okay. States, what I would do usually is in the summer when it was hot and I would sweat quite a bit, I would condition it twice a week. Okay. Um, keeps it nice and soft. Um, <laughs> okay, so this one also, Jared, I wanted, to hear, I wanted to hear your answer because I don't actually know this answer for you. I could guess a few of these, but um, how many countries have you been to, Jared? How many countries
1: have I been to? Um, I had to do like a quick math, though, because I've right. been to say, let's say, like I've been to m- say most of Western Europe, essentially. So how right. many countries would that be? From like England down. I've been to England, Ireland, Germany, obviously, at least France, 10, Netherlands, countries. Spain, Portugal, Belgium, Italy, Belgium, uh, Austria. Luxembourg, Denmark, uh, not Denmark, Austria, Switzerland. Um, have you Switzerland. been to Switzerland? Yes. Okay. A couple times lazanne okay i've czech been to Czech republic uh, i've been to czech republic uh, i've been to hungary i've been to um i think that that so th- I'm for, sure for I'm time for time's
0: sake for time's sake
1: we'll say more than 10 okay more than 10 then i've also been to uh obviously u.s and canada so 12 i've been to um i've been to morocco i've been to tanzania, tanzania. i've been to south africa mm-hmm um i think that's it okay all right
0: let's see here oh and here, here's another interesting one for you jared um what person do you want to be
1: i want to be me baby no i don't know what there person we go. Do that's a good be? answer <laughs> i don't want to be someone else but if i could like aspire to be like someone it might be that billionaire we've mentioned a couple times <laughs> He seems go. pretty cool sure. he's Doing all right for himself and paying off uh, debt for thousands of people. That's pretty cool. Right. That is awesome.
0: Absolutely. Uh, good. All right. And my last one uh, that I will... I'm not going to ask you this, but I'm going to answer this. Well, actually, no. I will ask you this because you're, you're involved with this. What do you think of the internet blocking in China, Jared? <laughs>
1: um, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Uh <laughs> um. You know, it's interesting because uh, you and I, uh, first of all, you've only been using your phone so far as a hotspot. You still don't have mm-hmm. Wi-Fi because you still don't have a bank uh, yeah. account. But yep. um, it's, it's interesting because it's so sporadic. Like, it's anywhere from, like right now, the uh, signal, like the video quality is not that great, but our talking is perfectly fine. Right. Sometimes both qualities are great and sometimes both qualities are terrible. Sometimes it's like this in the middle. It's crazy how sporadic it is. Like, you never know what mm-hmm. to expect. And then, like, you know, I can't obviously speak to what it's like to not have... Like, trying to have to either, quote-unquote, work around or not have access to certain websites. I Mm -hmm. don't... I obviously can't speak to that.
0: Right. Right. But you are involved with at least the inconsistency right now. I'm hoping once I have a router... And have
1: high speed Wi Fi. Speaking of which, we, we haven't talked about this, but that's part of the reason why we don't do travel tips, by the way, anymore. At least, not as we're, that was not a priority right now because Chad usually edits those and it already takes a super long time to even just get like your audio to me, which is a much smaller situation than exactly. a full video. So it's just too much of a hassle.
0: Right. Right. And the other thing is, too, not, I mean, now I could work around this, but, um, I as as a teacher in the Czech Republic and in the states, I would primarily use Google Drive, which meant mm-hmm. none of my materials were on my hard drive. So it saved up a lot of space for video editing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Now because I can't really access Google Drive, I have oh, completely you have to stopped have all using your files
1: it on your computer. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So 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 yeah. So it's changed. It's changed me a lot as like a user of like my computer, my own computer, the internet. And the funny thing is, Bing does work in China. Bing is, in my opinion, much clunkier than Google, it's just probably just you because I've used Google more. It.
1: That's why it works.
0: <laughs> well, well, you can find more than you would think. Jared loves to rag on Bing.
1: Um, but,
0: but the thing about Bing, which is interesting, is there's a, a China Bing, there's like two tabs, and there's like a, like a China Bing and an international Bing. Uh, and you if you click on the international Bing, the majority of the stuff still works, but some of it doesn't. So I'll click on something like I wanted to play a video of a song. I wanted to do "Hello Goodbye" by the Beatles, and uh, I found all these links to videos on Bing, and half of them didn't work. Um, right. So and and so here's here's my quick take. We we could even do a whole episode on what's available and what isn't available on the internet in China because that might be interesting to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing, my my quick take on this is. Um, it can be really frustrating as a westerner being here in China because there are so many friends and family members that it's difficult to stay in touch with. Jared and I were lucky we both we both are bougie and we have iPhones, and so I can iMessage Jared on my Chinese phone or on my laptop, so that is totally fine. Most of my family members have iPhones, so I can still contact them. But my really good buddy Shane from back home has an Android. So, so I he's have even to. Really I've been
1: friends. got to really think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what I have to do? What a friend of yours. Actually, buy something like that. That's true. That's true. Um, so with Shane, what we have to do is we have to uh, email each other, and it feels
0: kind of weird uh, emailing a friend. Yeah. Um, but the most frustrating part about the all the things that are blocked, basically, it's any Western social media is blocked here. So mm-hmm. no YouTube, no Facebook, no Instagram, no Twitter. Um, none but that of that. That might be stuff. kind of freeing, right? In a way, it's nice, but it's not nice because I still get the notifications on my phone. And I can't Ooh, respond that's to them.
1: Rough. That's rough. So,
0: so I got a message you from my buddy de- Shane the other day. De-
1: de- you just got to delete the, uh, delete uh, the app them? from your phone for Maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Because that, that's yeah, just maybe. torture to
1: know, like, it see it and just be like, okay, well, now I can't do anything about this. And it I is. think it might I'm, be even more freeing since you can't do anything about it anyway. Just delete the app from your phone. That's
0: a good idea. I might have to do that. Um, but the funny thing is, is that Shane, uh, my good buddy, Shane wrote me a couple days ago and he wrote me on Facebook messenger and he just sent me a message. Guess what?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was worst. waiting for days and I was <laughs> like, yeah, what? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the worst part or what is you because can do
1: is at least turn off notifications. You can't turn off notifications. You don't have to delete the app. That's what your notifications and just I'm have it not the banners or whatever.
0: Right. I'm going to do that. Um, but the, but the thing is too, is that, um, So all these social media apps are blocked, right? But because right now I'm only using a hotspot, there are even times when I created an entirely different email account to come here because I use Gmail and you can't access Gmail at all here in China. So I had to create a whole new email account and with that email account, occasionally it's it's an Outlook account and it takes forever to load. So anything Microsoft is okay in China, but anything Google is will not work.
1: Why did you choose Outlook? You have a Mac. Because
0: they su- they suggested use Outlook. Okay. What what would you, you use on a Mac?
1: AOL. <laughs> Old school. Get a <laughs> Yahoo account. Does Yahoo actually work? Yahoo works here? Yeah, my does parents work here. use Yahoo accounts, and I'm like, that was what my is first it? email
0: account ever. Was a Yahoo account. It but was anyways. probably
1: my parents too. They're still sticking right. with it. Right. I'm like, how is that? This is all spam at this point. Anyway, hey, if if it ain't broke, don't fix
0: it. Right. But Do you have yeah. any more so anyways, questions? No, um, but okay. I think we should do an episode on on uh, internet blocking in China, the Great yeah. Firewall of China. And
1: please don't hesitate to bring questions every now and again; those are fun.
0: I will. Yeah, I will. I mean, every as long as they're interesting and fun, I will. So let's. Uh, I Still think getting it's asked time about to, being single or not. Uh, no, but I was asked. Um, I always love these generalization questions because it's like you know the answer is going to be no. Like, why are you writing <laughs> this? Like, you know the answer is <laughs> no, but. Uh, one of my students wrote, um, do all American boys have handsome blue eyes like you? And then a little like <laughs> smiley face um, next to the question. So, so then I actually Sorry, got into yes, um, every the single idea one. of, yes, exactly. Even the Asian even Americans, the African Americans, uh, <laughs> Hispanics, uh, Latino, matter. they all have blue eyes. That's right. It's an American thing. No, but yeah, I did question. explain to them <laughs> the idea of recessive and dominant traits. Because yeah. blue eyes are, are a recessive trait, so they are, in theory, less common um, yeah. than brown eyes. But anyways, uh, I'm not mm-hmm. a scientist, so we or won't go into that. Or green eyes, too. But, right. But, Jared, I think you know what time it is. I think spread it's time to... Spread a little love. Oh. That's spread right. a love. Oh, double sorry. spread the love. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so my first one goes out to the Swedes, who are now opting for trains over flights amid climate crisis concerns. And so what's interesting, Jared, is that um, uh, basically now there are uh, about 37% of residents are now choosing to travel by train instead of by air, which was 26% last year, last fall. So it's gone up 11%, which is great. And now there's this big social media uh, trend going on. They're using the hashtag Fliggskam, which means flight shame in Swedish, um, <laughs> wow. to capture the feeling of being embarrassed or ashamed to travel by plane because of uh, flying, uh, the environmental impact of flying. Then they have another hashtag. Um, oh, we're going to try to... I'm going to try to say this here. marken, which translates to stay on the ground. So they've been using these hashtags... And so here's just an interesting little fun fact for you, Jared. A single flight between Sweden's two biggest cities, Stockholm and uh, Gothenburg, or probably Gothenburg is how they say it, generates as much CO two as
1: forty thousand train trips. Whoa!
0: One flight, forty
1: thousand train trips. I mean, I knew that they were uh, like a uh, very polluting machines, but that that's uh, that's intense. Right. It's uh. uh I, 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 how does how does this happen how how does this culture happen where people like join in together cuz i feel like if this was the us there would be people that would like um like there'd be people that would be like so against it that they'd be like i don't know they'd like uh maybe start rolling coal more which is where you modify your diesel truck to spit out giant plumes of black smoke like right. i don't know there'd be there'd be like like for example there's uh, like this sort of trend in, in the electric car world called icing, icing internal combustion engine. That's what you call like a normal car. Okay. Um, like people in pickup truck, big pickup trucks or SUVs will like park in like charging sp- spots and like, you know, block them from electric cars and they call it icing. And it's oh. just like, of course there's got to be these people. Like, right. <laughs> that's why I feel like something like this whole like flight shame wouldn't work here. I don't know. People would be like, oh, hey, I, I, f- I don't I know. Feel I feel like people this in the States right now
0: are. Not environmentally conscious like a lot of Europeans are. Um, So I think that's why, but I think that's going to change, Jared. Mark my words, in the next 10 to 50, and it has to, it has to change. We are running out of time. Not to scare you, Jared, and all of our (laughs) listeners, but we need to make some serious changes, which leads me to my next shout out, which goes out to the UK because they are implementing uh, climate change teachers. So uh, there are now teachers in the UK are getting accredited to teach about climate change and what to do about it. Um, so, oh, so Oxford, this explains it. This mm-hmm. is answers the question I just asked. They actually teach It people. does, doesn't it? Right. And so there has been a petition, at, I believe in, I'm not sure if it was in Oxford or in the UK in general, but there have been 82,000 people who have signed the petition wanting uh, lessons about climate change. Um, so even though climate change is taught in science and geography lessons in the UK, a lot of critics say that is not enough, but rather than waiting for the UK government to integrate the subject into the curriculum further, teachers are taking matters into their own hands by enrolling in the United Nations Climate Change Teacher Academy. The new online course provides free training for primary and secondary school teachers, uh, arming them with knowledge. I love that term, arming, arming them with knowledge. <laughs> Uh, They need to introduce, (laughs) that's right, to introduce climate change into other parts of the curriculum. And they quote, uh, uh, Melanie Harwood, uh, whose company Harwood Education is helping deliver the training program, said, we don't have time to waste. We can't wait for governments to pull their fingers out. We need to get on with it. Uh, young children are more vulnerable to climate change related disasters and associated health risks than any other social group. We need to give them the tools to understand the effects of a changing climate so that they can take well-informed and effective action in the future. So shout out to all of the teachers in the UK. You betcha. Who are taking a proactive effort to teach and prepare kids for the future, which will look very different than now in terms of the climate. So
1: I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's also great Them untranslatables. That's right. You better believe it, Jared. You know, sometimes get I get us started, feel like Jared. I'll get I'll get it started. Sometimes I feel like when I'm falling asleep, I hear that in my head—that that untranslatable. Apart <laughs> <probably> from you <laughs> editing the podcast all the time. <laughs> um, my first one is Malay, which is, uh, I believe, spoken in Malaysia. Would be my guess. And it, would be my guess uh, as well masakan and it means how can the shade of a crooked wood uh, okay well there's a uh, I'll, let me do a uh, how can the shade of a crooked wood look straight
0: is that like things are not what like things are not what they seem
1: no 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 hmm. is it i got a couple guesses for this one is this we have a uh l- let me mm-hmm. first give you a, uh go no sorry go ahead sorry give me your guesses first uh l- let me see here is this um
0: is this like even the even the nicest looking people can stab you in the
1: back no but you're getting closer
0: oh. okay um, kind of.
1: Don't don't judge, a, thaw- don't judge a book don't judge a book by its cover somewhere in between those two things you just said don't be a nice person and write a book. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> give me, no, give no, me a hint, chart. No. No. So um, we first of all we have a very popular. What do you call it? It's it's, it's not um, like what is um. What is uh, like um Little Red Riding Hood? Co- what would you call that? Nursery rhyme? A fairy tale. Fairy tale. Okay, we have a fairy tale i'd say more of a nursery rhyme then <laughs> or fairy tale that is an un- also used commonly used as an untranslatable um when someone doesn't believe you oh you're telling fairy tales no i'm talking about a specific one i'm thinking about one called the boy who cried wolf actually oh okay ah uh, oh, interesting a, a okay. liar is not believed even when he's telling the truth Oh, that's a good one. Okay. And that's what the boy is, wolf is about, loose. right? He keeps lying that yeah. there's a wolf to get people's attention. And then he. Right. Then and there's then actually a wolf. There and is no a one wolf, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And I would say that is probably more of a nursery rhyme than a fairy tale.
1: I right. Because it's not. I could fake. be wrong. Like, it's not made up character. Right. I mean, it is made up characters, right. but it's not like made up right. scenarios. Like, it could happen.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So I have. Because we are talking about China today, even though we spent most of the. Uh, starting in the pot about Mongolia, which is okay. Uh, I have two Chinese phrases. I'll have some, hopefully, some Mongolian phrases when I come back, though. So stay yes. tuned for those. Mongolian yes. is a super interesting language. But anyways, I have two Chinese ones for you today, Jared. My first one is buzua uh, buzi, which is
1: not do, not die. Like, uh, give it your all. Nope, don't quit, don't stop till you get enough um nope, it's not can you give me the English again? not do, not die It's like you're not afraid of anything
0: All this right. is more so so think think about the opposite, Jared, so if you not do, you not die, but if you I'm gonna say do do here, if you do do, you do die
1: oh, so like if like you can't. Get hurt if you avoid a situation, essentially.
0: Yeah, like basically, don't do trouble. stupid
1: things. Exactly. Don't do stupid things, and
0: bad things won't happen to you.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> mm-hmm, I would, too. <laughs> uh, my next one is Lithuanian, and it goes, Now, I'm definitely sure 100% that I said that perfectly. So that is... Uh, oh, what does that mean? Clarifications of relationships. I like this one a lot. Is this like f- friends with benefits? <laughs> no. no. No, it's not. Is this... Um, uh, hmm, can you give me a clue? Um, yeah. So say you and I are uh, having a podcast-related argument and um and um and you're like uh stop yelling well i'm gonna give it away but you're like stop yelling at me and i'm like i'm not yelling uh we're just ha- we're just uh having a clarification of relationships that's all so to argue yeah yeah it's just another okay. word like to fight okay I, right. like, I okay. love that. I, I, I like that. that one. <laughs> that's a good one. I We're just clarifying where we stand. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> With that's one right. another, right now.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. All right. My last one for you I today. Is Chinese. To that one.
1: If, uh, that's a good one for right. like a relationship. Listen. Oh, for I'm sure. Very happy in my relationship, though. So here we go.
0: It is uh, yibu yige Zhao Yin. Are they means supposed to have
1: those long pauses in between each word?
0: Probably not. But okay. I'm not believe it or not, Jared. I'm not fluent in Mandarin <laughs> yet. Um, I need to uh, actually find a tutor. <laughs> I need to find a tutor. But this means
1: one step, one footprint. Uh, like every action has an op- equal and opposite reaction. It's like it's sort of like you- one fo- it's like you're responsible for your actions, or like. Um, what goes wrong you, you were getting comes closer around, with or? the one foot. You were getting closer with that one foot. Is this keep going? Like just keep moving, moving on. It's like uh, you got this. Kind, carry on.
0: Kind of. It's it's more like the it's like the one foot in front of the other. Like every step, uh, you need to like take small steps in order to oh, get where you oh, need to, to go to get to your destination.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, both mm-hmm. uh, literally your and goal, figuratively. Yeah. exactly, exactly. Okay. Speaking of which. You're taking steps on your goal to being the greatest teacher of English and teaching English out there of Tsa and Tesol and, and Tiffle. I made old, up some yeah. of those. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I try. And uh, that journey's taking you to China, and you've been there for a month. Does it feel like a month? It doesn't. It really no, does Are you're just saying I, that. I was kind of hope, uh, like, I, I know that was felt like a leading you hoping, question.
0: You were hoping that I would be like, yes. This
1: is exhausting, oh, Jared. I can't been, do it. <laughs> right. <home>. Um, <laughs> there,
0: there have definitely been some moments where, like I like I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, when I signed my contract, I figured China would be a test of my patience because mm. there's a few reasons. Number one, the language barrier here is much bigger than any other place I went. I thought I thought the Czech Republic was difficult. Oh man, the Czech Republic was easy compared to here. Uh, because at least in the Czech Republic, the majority of people could speak a little English or some German. Whereas I come here, some people can, younger people, I would say people probably in their 30s or younger, speak some English. Uh, They might be really shy about it, but they can. But anybody over 35 or 40 here, unless they um, are an English teacher, uh, and even, I hate to say this, uh, but I've met some English teachers here in China that their spoken English, their proficiency isn't great. Uh, I'm sure their reading and writing is great, and I'm sure they're wonderful teachers, but they're not the best English speakers.
1: And another aspect of the language barrier is not just the fact that chinese is a more difficult language to understand and learn how to speak but there's also the alphabet aspect right. of it too that at least you get a easier ability to match up words and check even if you didn't know what the word was you'd be like well i've seen right. that word before it's a little mm-hmm. bit harder to see like a collection of characters and be like oh right you know that means right. this right and there's only one character right now that i see and
0: i know and that is, uh, it's Ren, and Ren means, like, people or person. Mm. I thought you and knew, it's an like, easy character bathroom symbols, too. Uh, I have a picture of the men's bathroom symbol on my phone, actually, just to <laughs> double check. But usually, they have, like, the little figure, so it's oh, easy okay. to tell. Um, but, yeah, but the, the language barrier has definitely been, I mean, I figured it would be difficult, um, but it's one thing thinking about it before you get here and another thing when you're here. Yeah. You know, it's it's is a it lot different. Is it just, like,
1: exhausting?
0: It's not exhausting. I just have to kind of mentally prepare myself whenever I leave my apartment, because I'm like, all right, like here, here we go, yeah. uh, you know? And when I go grocery shopping, like the, f- I think I, it really hit me, and I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, it really hit me that I was here the first night I went to the grocery store. One, because I immediately, first of all, I walked in the wrong side of the grocery store, because it's in a mall, and there's like two entrances, so that was my first mistake, is I like, <laughs> I walk over and I'm like, where the hell do I even go in here? And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm just gonna walk in between these two aisles, and I did. And and here here it's also funny though too, because as a westerner, especially a bearded, blue eyed westerner, you get stares all the time because people aren't mm-hmm. used to seeing you around. And people you, want to I am help always, you. Uh, People do want to help you. I I would say uh, people here have been really friendly and really helpful when I've uh, needed stuff. Um, Like if you look like
1: if you look clearly lost. Oh, yeah, people will. I
0: think I haven't looked clearly lost just yet because I haven't gotten lost. Um, But uh, a lot of that's because I have a phone that's connected to Internet. Like I think getting lost nowadays for me, the, the reality is if my phone dies and I'm like in a completely different part of town or something, then I could get lost. But I do know my way around this area of my town. Because I don't have a car, so I've been walking everywhere. Um, right. So that you mentioned helpful.
1: getting got. I believe. Uh huh.
0: Yes. So I got got when I was at the grocery store um, a couple I weeks ago, ago. I told you got about got this, means, by the way. Getting Just got means like you
1: <laughs> that aren't us. <laughs> either you
0: get like scammed or you get kind of taken advantage of or something like mm-hmm. this. Now I think some of that was also my fault because I wasn't firm enough. And I also, so I was in the produce section of the grocery store walking around and looking at stuff. And there's so many different like fruits that I've never seen before. Vegetables, I've seen them all before. But fruits, there's a couple of them that I hadn't seen before. And they're these little fruits. um, They're a little bit bigger than like a large cherry. And they're kind of golden and brown. And I'm walking around and this woman there grabs one and says, try, in English. She says, try, very good. And she like, Goes like this, like makes like a biting motion, and so she hands it to me. I bite into it. it. Was it was pretty good. So so she says you like, and so I said sure, and so she just starts putting all these in this bag. Um, and I should
1: have. I told her stop <laughs> a couple times, what, and she didn't she get stop. Like, does she? I mean, but she works at a grocery store. She's not getting paid on commission, is she? I don't think so. But like but is, still, I'm, does, is there I don't any know. incentive for her to like force these on you? Probably not. I don't know. But the thing is, I just wasn't firm enough. So maybe I didn't right, get God. Right. I just wasn't firm enough. But um, I think that, that in itself is a, hard, is a big adjustment because sometimes being firm feels like you're being an asshole, you know? Right, right. And, and I'm and not it's like, great how, at how, that. Do you, how do you say no without feeling like an asshole? Right. And
0: then a few other times when I've been waiting in line at places, I have learned now after being one month into China, when you're in line you stand right behind the person in front of you and you get right up to the front of the counter. There was a a couple times when I was in the train station waiting to get my tickets uh, because you can do like, they have like little machines that will print them out, but they're all in Chinese. They don't even, Mm -hmm. like I looked to see if there was a language option. I didn't see one. Um, So I have to go up to the counter, show them my passport, show them there's like a booking number and then they print my tickets off. I was waiting in line and this old lady cut in front of me and I was like, you know what? She seems like she's in a hurry. I'll just let her go. Then I was I was standing there, and this other guy, this was kind of funny. He cut in front of me and then he looked at me and he realized I was in line. He actually went behind me. So that was kind of interesting. Okay. Um I wasn't expecting that. Cause when he cut in front of me, I was just like, all right, you know what? It is what it is. It's not a huge deal. Um But yeah, like am, lines here are not really a thing like they are in the States.
1: Like when people when you go to uh huh. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, when people come in front of me and I don't say anything about it, like I think about it for like weeks. (laughs) Oh, really? I I, I don't really care. Um, But yeah, so that was really interesting. Like lines are not a
0: thing. I will say that train stations, I've traveled, last weekend I traveled alone for the first time. And the cool thing about going anywhere new, especially somewhere like China, is you get kind of a big adrenaline rush whenever you do very basic things because Mm -hmm. it's always kind of challenging. And so I got to the train station super early (laughs) because still I'm trying to learn. I don't know how long it takes to get from my apartment to the train station. Plus, in China, there can always be traffic jams and backups. So it's Mm -hmm. always better here in China to plan early than like to get there. Like, I'll get there here and I'll just have enough time. And Jared knows me as a traveler, he's traveled with me before. I like to get to places early. Because I don't want to be inconvenienced by getting there late. From sure. China that can That's definitely sure. happen. Yeah. Jared, Jared knows very well. <laughs> so I, I got to the I got to the uh, train station pretty early. And so you go through like a security line. And what's really cool though is they have these little like little readers. So you slide your ticket in and it like pops it up and then the gates open and you can go through. Um, and so that was fine. It had no security issues. Um, and then you take the elevator up, and so the way that the layout of most train stations in China are is that you go upstairs, and that's where, like, the gates are, right? And so you have, you know, your and all the trains here are, like, G5, G110, G whatever. I don't know why it's G, why they chose that logger, but that's what it is. And so you go up here, and then you look, and you find, you find your train, and then... There's a bunch of restaurants within that area. So once you get past security, there's... And there's, like, a bunch of fast food places in terms of, like, Western fast food. So Burger King, KFC, McDonald's. Then there's some Chinese fast food places. Always Uh, very bustling. When I I went, uh, I went kind of earlier in the morning, and it was on a Thursday, so it wasn't too busy. But I would imagine your high peak times on the weekends probably get pretty crazy. I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Um I'll be able to let you know when I come back from Mongolia because it will be a national holiday here in China uh-huh. and I've heard the national holidays are crazy in terms of traveling. Do you know what the um, holiday is? Uh it's called I believe it's called Golden Week. It's usually the first week in October. Um and this one they're celebrating I believe it's is it 70 years? I think it's 70 years of the like after the cultural I don't remember if it's the cultural revolution or, or what the correct terminology is, but Um, So they're having all sorts of big parades and stuff uh, here in China. But yeah, and so we'll have a week off of school, which is nice because it coincides perfectly with my trip to Mongolia. So I don't have to make up a week of teaching um, Mm -hmm. over the weekends, which is nice. Um, So yeah. Um, What else do you got for me, though, Jared? What other questions do you have?
1: Huh. What other questions do I have? Uh, How's the teacher been going? Like, has has that been a a tough adjustment? Has it been... uh, uh fun or have you been not liking it's, the more luxury style
0: it's, it's been a lot of fun i i actually do enjoy the luxury style but i think i have kind of a 50 50 approach i have a 50 percent lecture 50 percent of the class is like students doing discussions doing different activities and stuff like
1: that and that's new um, to most of them right it's new to i think all of them yeah are they uh, are they opening up a little bit? It's been now that it's been a, a little bit.
0: Um. Yes and no. So when I talk to them individually, like when I have them do group work, I walk around and kind of ask them questions and and mm-hmm. talk to them. They're not shy at all. But the moment I say, "All right, let's discuss together as a class," it's crickets and it's like pulling teeth getting them to answer. Um. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to either go out and buy note cards or popsicle sticks or something and write the names of my students and just have them in front of me and grab one
1: uh, that's old school it's old that. school but <laughs> but i think that's
0: what i'm going to have to do and the yeah. funny thing was i talked to uh, i talked to a student that was a senior um i teach juniors right now i talked to a student that was a senior and he told me he said look they know the answer they're just shy and they won't answer unless you call on them and so i was like all right so i'll have to just call on them Mm-hmm. Um and for me in the Czech Republic that was never really an issue. People always contributed, they wanted to talk, they wanted to practice their English. Um I think I think the thing is is that one in Chinese culture you have this idea of face and face basically means like you don't want to do anything that's embarrassing or wrong. So in class
1: you don't want to say a wrong answer, right? If you say a wrong answer you lose face is what they say well that's interesting because we mm -hmm. we have an untranslatable in the u.s called let's save face you know you're trying to save Mm -hmm. face which essentially means you're trying to like you know keep your reputation or whatever right right and that's the same here same Mm -hmm. here yeah it's crazy this world we live in everyone (laughs) that that,
0: that is true (laughs) But the, the nice thing the nice thing about my teaching is I think the students do really appreciate it. I think they do realize the effort I put into the lesson planning and uh, mm. the classes. Um, actually, I had my students do a uh, ten question survey because we are on week four. I wanted to see what their thoughts are on, on the teaching. The funny thing though, Jared, is uh, well, some of the students said, "Well, the material itself is boring, so there's not nothing. There's not much that it's I can do as a teacher." Fault. He's too cute. Uh, I can't
1: uh, concentrate. Was that some of them? <laughs> Was that what you're about to say? No, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. But
0: some of the funnier ones were. Half of the responses were I spoke too slowly. The other half of the responses were I spoke too quickly.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, not really sure what to do with that just yet. <laughs> um, so, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but How it's been fun. It's speech? been good. Have you like? Have I you feel been like been I'm in the middle. I feel like it's. I feel like it should be fine. And for I the mean, students 50, who 50, say, I guess you are in the middle. The, but the, the funny thing is, you're perfect. That, that's <laughs> true. But the funny thing is, I think the students who say I speak too slowly, I think they think that my English class is an opportunity for them to improve their listening. Mm. But here's the thing: I'm here to teach them
1: content, not the skill of listening. If I was their right.
0: speaking and listening teacher, it'd be a little differently. It'd be a little different. Yeah, but they're
1: like challenge my speaking and listening skills. They're so like, well, that's not what we're here for.
0: That is definitely not what, we're, what I'm there for. I will say it has been difficult figuring out how to teach to such large groups because one class of mine has 46 students. Another class mm-hmm. has 64 students. And I think the other class has about 42 or 44 students.
1: So that's a lot so, of students. So you, you kind of have to keep track, especially since you have to sort of struggle to get them to speak sometimes. You have to keep track of who's speaking in one class because mm-hmm. that like, like, you know you can't get every single person to speak in one class, I assume. Right. So you got to be like, all right, this person spoke a lot last time, so let me try to remember to try to get some other people or whatever. Well, so what I've been doing in terms of my participation is I have now been
0: giving them some task that they'll need to turn into me. Uh, but it's a task they do in class. And then we have like a, a group on WeChat, which is a very popular app here in China. I don't think you could survive in China without it, to be honest with you. Um, and so I have them write like a little summary, and that's how I that's how I grade their participation. Now I have some type of assessment because they send it really to you through WeChat. They do, and and so like because, in a because message? Not.
1: like a me- yeah like in a, like a
0: text message. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, this is yeah wow uh, yeah. It's completely different than what I would do in the states, but it's a different context. And the students right. all use WeChat and they like it. Um, so yeah, but the main thing is, is I realized early on after like the first week, I was like, I can't grade them on participation based on speaking because there's just too many of them. Right. Yeah. That's not fair. It just wouldn't work. Right. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I was trying to make changes and adjustments. Um, so yeah, um, what else do you want to know, Jared, because I do have some observations, but I want to answer your questions before I get to my observations
1: i've men- you, I remember you mentioning the, uh, the uh, like the filter mask that you have to wear what 's been mm-hmm. up with that? have you worn Did you wear it in Beijing for example? Hold
0: up, let me grab it you f- fill in some time fill them in about the so the, the reason why you have a mask is because of the bad air Just pollution. go get it. Just here go, in Jinan, just, it's also pretty
1: bad. Um, so yeah, uh, Chad mentioned that he got an uh, air mask. I used to just think it was like one of those sort of doctor's masks, but turns out that it's actually more, uh, like it has like a built-in filter. It's not just like what your dentist wears when she's drilling your teeth. Or Right. He, so like, uh, so I have this, like it's that, like, but. I think it's made out of nylon. Oh, you it's got a black, black one, too. That's kind of cool. It's I got a sleek. black one. Yep. It's very slimming for to get, for your get like face. a cool <laughs> color one. That's right. That's right.
0: So it's this mask and it has these replaceable filters for our viewers on YouTube. You can see this, but I'll try yes. to describe it for our listeners. So it's this black mask that has like a little uh, clip on the top that adjusts for your nose because you want it to fit snug around your nose. And I got one. So it has ear straps but I wanted one that also has like a velcro strap on the back, because when I tighten the velcro strap, the ear straps don't really pull my ears down, because it will pull your ears down a little bit. But the funny thing is is when I wear this, I feel like I feel like I am um, the character, character from, from Mortal, Mortal Kombat.
1: Kombat. <laughs> sub-zero. Um, as soon as you put that on, that's the first thing I thought of.
0: <laughs> right. And the funny thing is, is that, um, well, one here, so I have an app. And for any of our listeners out here planning on traveling to China, one, I would say do it because it's a super amazing country. Um, but there are a few apps you need to download. And one that's great, it's called Air Matters. And actually, Jared, you can get I found out they even have uh, the app for places in the States. So oh. I can look and tell you, not right now, but I could tell you if I typed in Ferndale, I could tell you what the air quality is like in Ferndale. Um, okay. So how much pollen, other stuff like that. So I, use, I get a notification from that app every morning, and that's when I decide, okay, do I wear the mask or not? Um, and this mask I bought, I bought this one specifically because I can unscrew these little thingies on the front and replace the filters um yeah so far i've had to wear the mask right um i figure that would be more environmentally friendly um and so you want to get an either an n95 or an n99 mask if you're a listener in the states you can go on amazon and easily find these i did Mm-hmm. jared knows me too well um <laughs> plus the plus the n95s were mostly the 3m masks that looked kind of like like a surgical or a dental mask uh right. i want I, I just wanted a cool black one like this i thought it'd be kind of cool um that and does look so, yeah, cool yeah i've I've had to wear this That's mask. More important than anything. That's right. Uh, not your health, <laughs> but how cool it looks. Um, like, so I've oh, had I look to like wear this guy from mask. Combat. That's right. That's right. Need to start wearing a headscarf and a blue <laughs> shirt, and I'll be good to go. Um, but so this one cost me, I think, like twenty bucks or something like that, and then I got. Twelve replaceable filters for twelve bucks, and it came with six replaceable filters. Now, right now the air quality isn't too bad, but in the winter is when it gets really bad because they burn a lot of coal for their heating. Um, but I've had to wear this so far. I've worn it twice in Beijing, and three times here in Jinan. So okay. five times so far, and I've been here a month. That okay. will change come winter, though. Uh, that's it for sure. It gets
1: worse in the winter.
0: Yeah, and I'm uh, pretty soon once I have my online bank account set up. Um, I am going to order air purifiers for my apartment, which is basically like a fan with this like filtration thingy that attaches to the fan that will filter
1: your air. Have you like, a, by the way, I downloaded air matters and I'm, i got to close it cause I'm going to get addicted to this, just playing around. It's with awesome. This. Yeah. Do that's you cool. have to, um, do you, do you like, can you feel a difference? Like sometimes do you feel like, uh, like, I don't know. Can you notice the air quality thing? i could the
0: first i i could the first day in beijing because the air quality was really bad it was actually i looked on this air qualities uh matter the air matters app it also you can look back like last month and it shows you like a graph of which days were the worst and the day i landed was one of the worst days in beijing that they've had in a long time um and so and you can see it you, oh you can there are days when you look out and you can tell you know you don't even need the app um <laughs> and so in beijing the day i landed um because i had my mask i didn't have it in my carry on i should have had it in my carry on um i didn't i didn't use it when we were walking around and i definitely felt a scratch in my throat and uh, got a little bit congested um so you can feel it for sure yikes yes, yeah that's scary yeah. And the other thing here, too, is you have to be very careful with the tap water because there could be bacteria in it or there could be um, lead or arsenic or other heavy metals in the bacteria uh, in the water. So the tap water here is up? not drinkable. Nope. Haven't drank tap water once. Uh, I brushed my teeth. I bought one of these bigger uh, Nongfu
1: spring with a little squirty top. The squirty top's good because when yep. I was in Tanzania, I just had like a normal, you know, water bottle, well, you know, bottle lid and yep. a lot of like water gets wasted just, uh, just pouring, pouring it, it on top, yep. to, on top you of need the, the, the toothbrush or the squirty top. I learned that yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you can should get, get been some using pressure that. behind it to like, you know, move Rinse some. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, the
0: funny thing is now I haven't, so when I first got here, I was buying bottled water. Um, now I have an 18 liter jug, like one of those big ones. You see at, like an office, like the water cooler at the office, right? Um, Oh yeah. So I have a big jug. I paid 30 RMB for it, which is roughly, I think five bucks for 18 liters of water. That's pretty great. That That can last you for a bit. That should last me. I've heard from other, uh, English language fellows here in China that usually lasts them about a month. So 30, 30 a month. So five bucks a month for water is not too bad. You get to carry that home. No, 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 the guy delivers it to my door. Damn. All right. Yeah. That's cool. That's um, the great thing about China though, Jerry, is it's very convenient, especially once you get your bank account and all your online apps set up. It's super right. convenient. You can have everything delivered right to your door. Food, um, you know, groceries. I mean, yeah, you can you can get that in the states too with like stuff on Amazon, but yeah, here you can get groceries. I mean, if you is can think of it of in the China. Norm there? Like people right.
1: you can get all that stuff delivered here too, but it's not like the norm. Right. To get right. groceries and here, delivered, for example.
0: Right. Here, it's totally fine. Yeah, if you want... Like, I have a friend here who's vegan, and she got a bunch of vegan stuff uh, delivered right to her door. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, I'm excited so you, for that. I have a list of stuff that I want to buy once I get all that stuff set up. You want to know what some of those things are, Jared? Sure. Yes, please. So, number one, uh, I was a fool, and I didn't bring multivitamins. So, multivitamins is one thing I want to get delivered. Do you consistently take multivitamins at home? Usually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I take them every night. Um, yeah, so multivitamins. Uh, most nights. I want to get, uh, I found online, I found this really cool robe that's like a robe <laughs> to like lounge around in that has, it's red and it has uh, gold dragons on it. So okay. I want to get that. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. And I think it's only like, it's only like $8 for this robe. So it's pretty to get cool. We need a picture of
1: you in the robe. Oh, for sure,
0: you know that'll be coming once I get it. I also wanna get some slippers for my apartment. Um, Then I wanna get some cleaning supplies, so a mop, uh, because here at my apartment it's all tile floor, so a mop would be really useful. Um, I might also get like a, if I can find a cheap like little vacuum, I might get one of those as well. Um, Let's see here, other things I wanted for my apartment. If I can find a cheap rice cooker, I might get a cheap rice cooker. I want to get a blender because I know you can get blenders here for fairly cheap. Um, other than that, um, oh, a, I didn't bring a ping pong paddle. So I want to order a ping pong paddle as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um,
1: so, yeah. Yes, that's, and f- that's
0: necessary. That's key. Uh, the funny thing is is that I've asked you know, colleagues and students of mine, you know, where can I buy this? Where can I buy that? They all just laugh and they give me the same answer. Just buy it online. The, the app is called Taobao. <laughs> So buy it on Taobao and you can get everything Is it connected to WeChat in any way? You can use WeChat or Alipay, which is like Alibaba is another big website. You can use WeChat or Alipay to pay for stuff. And you'll see QR codes everywhere in China. And you scan the QR code and that's how you pay them.
1: Oh, okay. Huh. All right. Um, Are you feeling, um, is there anything about being there that's just consistently still frustrating to you? The internet blockage. You know, um, the great firewall of China, as
0: they call it. Basically, any social media that I was using in the West, I can't really use. And I've tried out some of the Chinese, like there's a Chinese YouTube called Yuku, uh, Y O U K U. And uh, they have a lot of stuff in English there, but it takes forever to load. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of advertisements. Um, Oh, really? So the internet stuff isn't great here. That's really frustrating. Um, Really, that's my only. That's really my only quarrel so far. Um, and it's good to see
1: food hasn't been as big of a concern as we thought it was going to be.
0: Right, it really hasn't, uh, and I've had a lot of really delicious Chinese food while I've been here. Um, so yeah, the food's been great. I haven't had I haven't had to use my Z pack for traveler's diarrhea just yet, so that's been mm-hmm. good. Also though, I haven't been super adventurous in terms of like eating like street food or like meat that's like like you can get a lot of stuff like on skewers it's like street food the reason why i probably won't try that is i don't know how long it's been sitting out if i saw the dude cook it right away and i could be like give me that one i would probably (laughs) try it but (laughs) most of them you just see a ton of them and they're just sitting there so it's like how long has that been out you don't know what kind of bacteria is collecting on it's dangerous and we were told that's just
1: that's just foolish as uh right because yeah no, I'm with you right. on that. That makes sense. So, so yeah. Um, You know, I, I wasn't going to ask you about homesickness, but I know you, and I, I guess I'm asking, but I'm going to answer for you. You don't seem like a guy that really suffers from that. And I thought maybe because you're in a more, like, a you know, a much different culture than what you're used to, maybe it would be a little different. Right. But um, at least in my experience talking to you over the past couple of weeks, you seem to be doing all right. Yeah. Well, I would
0: say, in ter- well, one, I would definitely say I'm still in the honeymoon stage of being here. I think okay. that usually lasts for like a month and a half, maybe two months. Um, most places you go to, I feel like in the Czech Republic, I was in the honeymoon stage almost the entire time just because I had such great colleagues and mm-hmm. great friends and it was a lot of fun. Also, really great beer and really good food. Could get lots of schnitzel all the time, so that made me a happy you camper. Betcha. But here, here, I will tell you this. I haven't really felt homesickness. But I definitely do certain stuff that like I'll go to a couple different restaurants because they serve Western food just Mm -hmm. because for me as a Westerner, like Chinese food isn't a type of cuisine I eat every day. You know, whereas for Chinese right. people, that's just what they eat every day. It's just food. For me, as a yeah. Westerner, Chinese food. <laughs> exactly. It's just food. Whereas for me,
1: it's like it's Chinese it's, food I just, three days in a row. Really?
0: <laughs> exactly. But I need to change my mentality about that because it's it, it's expensive to eat Western food right. um, here. Because a premium. Uh, I mean,
1: it's, it's like a luxury almost.
0: Right. But I do go to KFC more than I should. Uh, one, because I really like the wings there. They're a little spicy and uh, so I do go to KFC more than I should it's not healthy in the long run Um, but once I now that I've gotten paid by the university I want to get some like some like some cooking oil and some like different seasonings and stuff and start trying to cook here because I do have enough time in the evenings uh, and in the mornings to like cook some food and I want to better develop my cooking skills because as Jared knows and I'm sure most of our listeners know I'm a terrible cook I think that's a good skill to have and I want to learn it while I'm here so Um, let me give you a few observations though, Jared. Um, but yeah, to wrap up homesickness so far hasn't been an issue. So some observations, just some quick ones I've noticed while being in China. Number one, if you come to China, be ready to smell some smells that you have never smelled before. Mm. What I mean by this is delicious smells coming from restaurants where it's like, I don't know what that is, but that smells heavenly. You're going to walk by some dumpsters and think, (laughs) holy crap, I didn't know something could smell so terrible. (laughs) Um, You are going to be walking around like a crowded area and just be like, I don't know where that's coming from or what that is, but okay. Um, So yeah, so the smells here in China have been really interesting.
1: As far Uh, as smells go.
0: Fine. The trains are really clean. Um, I've only been on the high speed trains, so I haven't been on the slow trains. I've heard the slow trains are very different. I Um, can imagine that. Right, but the high-speed trains are great, and I would say they're even cleaner, and they're even better than European high-speed railways, okay. and they're cheaper. Um, All right. So, yeah. I like that. Um, All right, what else do you so have? So, uh, another funny observation I've made here is Chinese people can take a nap anywhere. <laughs> so, usually from one, 1 to 2 o'clock in China, a lot of places, will that's like their rest time. I right. would kid you not, Jared. I should have taken a picture of this guy. I really should have. I don't know why I didn't. It's probably uh, maybe I didn't did want to be that weird guy. Yeah. But I saw a guy <laughs> take a nap on literally like in China. You have a lot of like gates and like areas where you'll have little like chains. This dude literally mm-hmm. was balanced on this
1: chain and took a nap. Okay, now yeah, you should have taken a picture of that. I should That's have taken a picture. Amazing.
0: Yeah. One, I don't know how he was balanced. My theory is he had the chain in between his butt cheeks. That's my theory. Is he had the chain in between his butt cheeks and he was
1: clenching the chain? That's how that he balanced. Is so amazing, right? Right. Um, Who even thinks of that? And is like, oh, here's a great spot to lie down. Right. Let's take a nap.
0: Exactly. Um, I've seen numerous Chinese people, like like I said, usually between one and two o'clock, that I'll see feet dangling out of the window of their car and they're taking a nap mm. in their car. Uh, I've seen people take I've naps. I have slept in my car
1: before when I had jobs back in the day.
0: Right, um, but yeah, I've just I've just seen so many people take naps. I've seen teachers take a nap in the teachers' lounge. We have these super comfy couches in our
1: teachers' lounge. Um, so there's no shame in like like you can no. do it around your own coworkers, and so they're not going to be like, all right, right. look at Susan I mean, over there sleeping. I see, sleeping I've see people take boy. naps in public, like right, on a true. bench
0: outside in public. So yeah, so. So that one was kind of cool. Like, just walking around being, oh, they are out cold. Okay. <laughs> uh, they are taking a nap. Another observation of mine, though, here in China is China is incredibly safe. People. Like yeah, I was about seen, to say, that
1: goes along with the napping thing. I don't, I, wouldn't yeah. trust my, I don't trust anyone around me to nap in public. Right, right. China, to me, is incredibly safe.
0: Um, I had a woman sit next to me on the train from Beijing to Jinan, and she had her laptop, and she literally set her laptop... Next to me, when she went to the bathroom,
1: I would have—I n- never would do that in the states. If like that her, was her laptop, her phone. If that wasn't a lot of European countries that we've been to, that thing would have been gone so fast. Oh, it'd be <laughs> gone real quick, absolutely. Um, so, so the safety here in China is great.
0: Um, I've never felt unsafe. I've walked around by myself. Um, now, granted, do have, it does um, help. I'm
1: a guy, I guess, but still. Now, this isn't like a safety thing, really. But is pickpocketing an issue there, especially for a big white person like you? I've heard it can be, but once again, you if have, you, you have take the necessary
0: precautions, uh, you probably won't get got, as we say here on the mm-hmm. untranslatable podcast. You betcha. Um, I don't think it's too big of an issue. What I have heard is, if you do get pickpocketed, it's not the standard European way where like people bump into you or make a distraction. Somebody will walk around with like long. Medical tweezers, these super long metal tweezers, and they'll just use them to go in your pocket and and whoop. But I've I like seen to a couple Chinese people. <laughs> I mean, they probably could. <laughs> um, but I've seen a lot of people in China walk around with their phones hanging out of their back pocket, like it's a larger phone and it doesn't go all the way in their back pocket.
1: Oh and yeah, for mean. me,
0: I just think, what are you doing? But yeah, I wouldn't even they do, do that. And, walking around Michigan, <laughs> right? I wouldn't do that anywhere. Um, but so it seems very safe. I haven't seen any anybody like get in fights or yell
1: or anything like that. To have, me, you, it seems have you very seen safe. like any like clearly drunk people?
0: Not really, but I don't really go out at night. Like where I live, there are only two or three bars, and I've the Do latest you miss that? I've been like, there. Not, not, oh sorry, I'm sorry, I could not really. Off. No, you're okay. good. I don't really miss it at all, to be honest. Um, I usually just stay at home and. I know this sounds like an old person right now, but I stay at home and I read or I play guitar and I, I don't really miss it. And I, I had a couple beers with some friends of mine in Beijing. The beer tasted really good, but I don't know if it's because I haven't been drinking at all or the beer here is different. But I had a really bad headache like an mm. hour after drinking that beer. And, I, and it shouldn't have been fake beer because it, we went to a brewery and it was on <laughs> tap. Right. So it's not like they have counterfeit beer there, because counterfeit beer and counterfeit stuff in China is definitely a thing. I've seen tons of counterfeit Jordans while I've been here, but
1: and some of our, I believe that my mom used to go to China and she'd bring back a lot of goodies, uh, right? Like uh, like watches, uh, and there, some, some full of are, Some of them are very good. Like oh yeah. The, uh, Oh yeah, I
0: mean the level of counterfeit here—it's amazing. Uh, but the way you can tell, at least in terms of sneakers, how they're counterfeit, is if it's a color scheme that like they don't make. Mm. That's the, that's the easy it's tell. It's not a
1: rare, hard to get. They just put that together themselves. Right. Like
0: there's a like there's a pair of Jordans here. They're Jordan Elevens, and they have like a. I've looked on the Nike store online to see. And they have these, w- which have like a purple colorway on like the around the shoe, and it looks awesome. And I might try to find me a pair because they look sweet. But I know they're counterfeit; they're definitely not real. Um, okay.
1: So yeah, um, Jordan Elevens look hilarious to me. I cannot imagine you wearing. We've had this conversation. Yeah, the low they're, tops they're not, too. Yeah, I like the high tops better. Okay, um, the high tops I think the, look better, but they still look a little bulbousy to me.
0: Right, I mean the the pair that I would want. There's a pair of black and blue ones that Jordan wore on the Space Jam movie, and I would love. Oh, Space I'm Jam looking as at kid. those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are dope. They're black. Yeah, I'm and I'm looking blue. at those. those right are now. Sweet. and like
1: a light blue is on the is on the sole. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those do look yeah, cool. So, they look better than the black. Like to, or maybe it, it hides the bulbousness of it. Might be. Yeah, the white and blue
0: ones, yeah, definitely have a look specific look to them. But yeah, but there, but the other cool thing is the style here in China is way different than in the states. Like I've noticed people tend to wear like baggier clothes and i don't think this is like because a lot of chinese people that i've met are very skinny i think that's just kind of what the style is right now like Mm. i see a lot of girls wear like baggier pants um i see dudes wear baggy pants and then they're like in the states we would call them flood pants because they like don't even go to their ankles uh, or capris i guess high waters Um, high waters right um (laughs) But like we've talked about in one of the other episodes that we did, I think it was either 129 or 130, um, is like the funny English writing on clothing. And I bought a, uh, I bought a flannel that said, stretch the limit. Um, I do bad things and I do them very well or something like that, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I went, I went back to that store to look for a coat, actually, um, for Mongolia. And uh, none of the coats really fit me properly and they weren't as thick as I wanted them to be. But... I did find two more flannels, Jared, that they do say the same thing on the back. Uh, stretch the limit. I just think this that's This is a different so store you
1: found these at?
0: Same store. Same store oh, okay, that okay, I found okay, that okay, one okay. at.
1: Um,
0: but I got one that's like a really cool like green and white and another one that's like a purple <laughs> and salmon color. Um, you. are going to get these in every color. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Uh, my 3XL flannel. But they did. I did find a hoodie that I thought was really funny. It said Charming on the on the on the chest of it in Mm -hmm. cursive and then it had like a little like a sticker is in the right term like a little patch on the arm that said uh it's holidays and so yeah doesn't even doesn't even make sense (laughs) um but like when i saw that initially i was like that's kind of a cool hoodie i love that it doesn't make sense
1: to me too like that kind of makes it cooler to me for some reason
0: well i found a really cool coat that i was going to buy that had a black and white american flag and it said environmentally conscious it said like all these funny things um and none of them were even remotely related to each other (laughs) um so i almost Uh, was
1: going to buy that but it was kind of expensive so i didn't get it i don't mean to cut you off but do you have any more uh any more observations my last
0: observation uh, about China is: um, if you come here, come here with an open mind, because uh, China is such a huge country and it's so different in so many places. Come here with an open mind and don't have too many expectations, um, because yeah. because you will see things that you gonna- that will just make you go, what? and you'll look at it again yourself so yeah exactly so yeah let's get on to the song of the pod jared which yeah you betcha is a chinese song it Mm -hmm. is i couldn't tell you what the characters are but it is ot because i love you by elba hasao hasiao i don't know how to say the last name um but yeah i don't know if it's on youtube because i can't access youtube but it is on spotify did you find it on youtube
1: jared yeah oh cool cool uh it seems she seems like like it's she's a she seems like sort of like a pop star that was famous in the late 90s early 2000s vibe is what i got from her okay and obviously she's still doing it now but right. um you know she was very uh, soft-spoken it, it was like a sort of like a i don't I mean i don't know what she's singing about so there's that but uh yeah what do you think about it how'd you find this song I went on Spotify and just typed in Chinese
0: songs. Okay. Uh, So shout out to Jeffrey Chen who created this. Uh, There are 338 songs on this playlist. So if you have Spotify, check it out. Um, And it's the second song on the playlist. So I just clicked on it. And I clicked on it because there were Chinese characters and English. And so I figured there would be a mixture of both. And I love the switching between uh, Chinese and English. Mm-hmm. But what's funny though, Jared, is if you listen to the music, it's actually, and I think they got away with this because it's in China, not in the States. In the States, this would be a lawsuit for sure. Do you know no, what took, the...
1: I only listened to it once. I didn't hear it. So I didn't hear it close enough.
0: So, Jared, the background music goes, do do doo doo do uh, do 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 doo 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 um, so that was another reason why I picked it. I was like, "Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute i 've heard this before. Um, but it's really catchy. I think it sounds yeah. really nice uh, I like I like the way that uh, Chinese sounds when they sing it um, mm-hmm. and and Elva Xiao, I hope I 'm saying your name right is uh, has a nice voice and it 's pretty catchy, definitely an earworm as the Germans would say.
1: yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that was a good choice. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you, you when uh, I have another recommendation for um, uh, your language, uh, not your class, but the little table thing you do? Mm-hmm. When you answer that question about music, I would uh, recommend that you ask them for some of their favorite artists. I will absolutely. That's a great idea. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, yeah, no problem. Cool. All right. Well,
0: now I think it's time for the Chinese word of the pod. Yeah. So mine is. Um, Zhongguo, which is chinese
1: for china interesting that's how they say china mm-hmm. say it uh-huh. again Zhongguo. interesting i wonder how do we get china out of that you know i couldn't tell you buddy um my spanish word of the pod is aislado now i'd say this is almost i might even say a um, uh, not a false friend but a cognate a real friend Can you say it again? Isolado. Yeah. Got me stumped, Jared. Got me stumped. Isolato-lated. Lonely.
0: Oh, oh. Isolado? Is that how you say it?
1: How do you say it? A-I-S-L-A-D-O. Oh, asilado? Okay. No, A-I-S-L-A-D-O. Oh, okay. All right. Aislado.
0: Isolado. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, as a Westerner here, you definitely do feel a bit isolated. And mm-hmm. when I was walking home the other night, there were some dudes speaking Spanish, and we all gave each other the the head nod, like "What's up?" Uh, one of these <laughs> I'm, days, I'm, I'm, I'm just going you were to like, please. <laughs> well, one of these days, <laughs> I think it's going me. to come to a point where I'm going to stop them and be like, "Where are you guys from? What's up?" I'm going to join you guys and just is it going to be like, to like, a, to a, party. like a,
1: just a like a social sort of like a need that's going to overtake you essentially
0: probably right now the nice thing is you know i get a lot of interactions between the teachers and the students at my university mm-hmm. so actually my my social battery as i like to call it is kind of dead after i teach that's one good. because it's one because i teach for like two, over two hours so it's a that's long a point, yeah. long uh, time to teach and be standing and walking around. But number two is, you know, I'm doing a lot of talking. I also, in the breaks, I get to talk to some of the professors at the university, and we always have a nice chat. Um, but oh, I'm sure there will, be, there will come a time when we'll be looking for that more, more social interactions. All right, well, I have a couple jokes for you, Jared. And I try to find some good ones related to China, one that weren't either outright racist or offensive, <laughs> and I think I found two of them. So here we go. So, Jared, what do you call a party? At the Chinese zoo. I don't know. Pandemonium. Uh, Okay. I think any jokes about pandas are good ones um, (laughs) since there are pandas in China. And my last joke for you today, Jared, is what's purple? A a thousand miles long and uh, 12 feet high.
1: What's that? The grape wall of China. That is a joyous. I'm mad. Yep. I'm mad at myself for laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that definitely br- uh, starts to get
0: in the brink of a dad joke for sure. The grape wall of China. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you uh-huh. think? Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So, so yeah, now I think it's time to wrap up the episode. So I would say really, to, if I could wrap up this one month of China in a couple words or, or a phrase or two. I think the big thing would just be um, one is patience because Mm -hmm. everything I do here takes a lot longer than I'm used to. Yes. So number one would be patience, but number two would be don't be afraid to go out of your comfort zone, try new things and ask for help because I've had so many students that have been very helpful. Uh, When I lost electricity a couple days ago because I I thought the university would just handle all of my bills but it turns out that uh, the way it works here is I will pay the bill and then the university will reimburse me for the costs. So, so um, your power just turned off one day? So, Well, no. So I came home from Beijing on Sunday, ready to do my lesson planning and my work for the week. And I realized my air conditioner was off. So I was like, hmm, that's weird. Like I turned it on like power save mode, but I didn't turn mm-hmm. it off. And then I went to hit the lights and the lights wouldn't turn on. And I tried all the lights in the other rooms in my apartment. And I'm like, Cool. I have no power. My laptop, of course, is at 20% battery life. Um, So this will be fun. So I messaged a student and said, hey, uh, could you contact the property management and find out what's going on? And and he was like, oh yeah, apparently you didn't pay your electricity bill. And I was like, wait, I I thought the university was handling that. And so we got it all figured out. And as you can tell, because I have my laptop plugged in and there are lights on behind me, that the power is back on. It came back on a couple hours later. So, um, So ask for help here in China because... Um, from my experience so far, the Chinese people I've met have been so nice, so friendly and so helpful and I have nothing but great things to say about them. So it's been a good experience. Time has been flying and, uh, I hope everyone has enjoyed my two cents. It's been a lot more than two cents today, but my two cents about what's been going on in China. You betcha. So, uh, as I said, we hope you enjoy. And if you have any other questions, let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Jared will, of course, have to send those my way because of the great firewall of China. I will not be able to personally access those. Um, But yeah, but check out our other social media accounts, Untranslatable Podcasts on Instagram. We have a couple China pictures up. Uh, I'll try to do a much better job of taking more pictures because there's a lot of cool stuff around here. Once I actually get a couple other things set up so I can ride a bike around, I'll have more opportunities to travel around here. Brilliant. Um, So... So keep your eyes out for that Check out our YouTube channel Untranslatable Podcast For Songs of the Pod And if you want to see Our beautiful faces uh, Check that out And lastly please Five star reviews On iTunes and Stitcher Let us know how we can make This podcast Better for you So we thank you And as we say here At the Untranslatable Podcast Yaqueme Muchas gracias And shesheh